Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And the topic today is the psychotic executioner, Hangman John C. Woods. John C. Woods was uh, an executioner for the U.S. Army. And in that capacity, he was in charge of hanging Nazi war criminals back in the 1940s. And we're going to talk about his life. He was a bizarre individual. We're going to talk about uh, his deeds, but before we do, let me remind you that we are a true crime comedy adult podcast. We use adult language, so if adult language offends you... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> or you could shoot... No, no. Hit, just hit the fucking door right now. Take your, take your narrow, little-minded ass out of here. What? If you can't handle a little bit of little bit of profanity. You know what? It, some people just have very narrow vocabularies, Timmy. Is that why you know, we use and what we're trying the language to do that here, we use? And what, remember, we don't have brandy here, so we probably don't even have to give this one. Uh, actually, yeah, we don't have the, the foul mouth sailor, <laughs> the foul mouth sailor over here. Yes, yes. She Brandy is taking a well-deserved vacation, Colonel. You know, Timmy, the, without the devil, you know what it seems like? Do you know how when, like, Sam Harris and Ben Shapiro, they have these intellectual debates? Yes. That's kind of like me and you without the devil here. Oh, uh, you think she, she brings down the oh, level Oh, she of, lowers uh, the bar. She dumps things down quite a bit, Tim. The level of discourse. Oh, uh, hell yeah. She, <laughs> you, you can't have a civil discourse with a woman because she's hostile all the time. Well, we we do hope her, we do wish her success in her sobriety. Yeah. She's probably uh, clean now for probably... 45 minutes or so. Well, yeah, and she made it up all the way to a two-hour chip the other day. <laughs> so she's doing well. Mm-hmm. So Brandy will be back with us next week. Uh, but until then... Unfortunately, I know. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? You had a... You had, we have just... I don't know how many there listeners was a gr- we had. You think there was a moan But there? 80% of them went, uh... <laughs> all right. Well, let me introduce my co-host. He's a man of uh, a few words... But uh, he uses uh, the words he does use. He is very uh, articulate. Uh, he is a man, unlike myself, he is a man who is considered, he's been called the most dangerous man in podcasting. He has uh, also been referred to as an oasis in the desert of despair. In these troubling times, he is someone we can all turn to for comfort. He is uh, known for his high moral standards. In fact, I think you're you're still planning on having the uh, revival, right? I am going to have the revival at the Dweeb, Timmy. At DweebCon this yeah. year. 
So those there's of you, gonna be a little tent revival. There's gonna be laying on plenty of laying on on the hands, Timmy. If you're if you're coming to DweebCon, you'll get a chance not only to uh, hang out with us, but you also get uh, you know you get some. He's doing some soul saving. Oh, uh, these people on the Dweeb's page need some soul saving on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. On you, the so Facebook you think page. They're, they're in need of your moral guidance? Oh, they're 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 in need of exorcisms and everything else, Timmy. Let me introduce the one, the only. The Colonel Charles, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters the third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Well, see, I think you'd be happy today because we'll, well, I'm happy because the devil's not here, but uh-huh. I'm I'm not good because I realize I've been missing out on a big opportunity all this time. What was that? Well, I I look up on my on my on my Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Um, this are you on Twitter? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm on Twitter and uh. So I look up on my Twitter feed and I see that that our president is, you know, talking to another country and kind of being a little harsh with them, right? But mm-hmm. they they got it coming, so mm-hmm. you know, what That'd better be way than Iran. Just, yeah, send yes. them a tweet, straighten yes. your ass up. You know, mm-hmm. tired of this nonsense. But see, a long time ago, Timmy, I bought a little plot of land in Eastern Europe. I did not know that. Yeah, it's, it's just it's 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 small. It's not big. It, it does only, it was it like fit in your hand or? No, it's, you know, got a little castle on it. Okay. A small castle. A small a castle. A tiny home castle. Yes. That the devil would hate. <laughs> um, and it's called Hawkovia is what it is. Hawkovia. And I realized all this time I could be tweeting out messages to other countries, too, because I do have a sovereign place. Oh, well, you could, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm you're, told Canada's straightening ass out. You're always picking on Canada. You know, they just had a big uh, a big uh, meetup in Canada, in Toronto, with uh, our friends from Trinidad. Canadian True Crime, Christy Lee, and uh, Nina was up there. And, you know, all of our friends are up there, like uh, Shirley Strap. You know, you love Shirley. Uh, Shirley's iffy at best to me. Um, <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. Well, you know, uh, Clark lives in Minnesota. That's almost Canada. Oh, don't say that to Clark. <laughs> don't say that to Clark. <laughs> he doesn't oh. consider himself Canadian. He right? does or, not. Or, uh, no. Nearly Canadian. Clark is 100% American. Um, but Nina's up there now, yeah. or she was. I don't know if she left back uh, yet. Yeah. T- Toronto's not really part of Canada, Timmy. You don't like Toronto, do you? I don't. I don't. But they had the shooting up there, and that's a horrible thing. Oh and, yeah, and we hope everyone is safe. Yeah, we. That, you hate thing. to see that, but um, but I I I do hope that Nina had a good time, and and you know pro- people probably weren't mean to Nina. No, how could you be mean to her? She's yeah. very sweet. Or Christy Lee. Well, Christy Lee's from Toronto. She's one of the mean people, Timmy. But I think she's from Australia, isn't she? Yeah, but she's been in Toronto long enough to be mean. You know, while we're thinking about it, while we're talking about it, I would like to give a couple of shout-outs. Uh, right now, Leanne is in Rome, Italy, Colonel. Leanne Flanagan? Yes. Oh, so I hope, little Irish girl in Rome. Hope she's having a good time. I'd like to say hi to my friend Caro in Germany. I probably screwed up her name, but thank you for listening. And I uh, wanted to give a shout out to the ladies on uh, the podcast called How Not to Raise a Little Hitler. I was on their, uh, their show last week and it was a lot of fun. So, you know, okay, Timmy, I, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I do two podcasts. You do, yes. Ain't nobody ever asking me to be on it. I, I, and I have co hosts. Uh-huh. Nobody ever asked me to be on their show. So you're putting out a call to I'm all just the saying, podcasters out there to invite you on. On the other one, the rants, everybody, when they want somebody, they always want Karen. Well, yeah. And on this show, they always want Karen, you. Karen is lovely. 
she's a, a little bit of a devil too. <laughs> you got some interesting strong women as your co-host on your other on, on yeah. this podcast. Let's and, use that to describe them to me. Strong women. Yes. Yes. I know you are very. Uh, you're you're a feminist. I know you're very pro woman. I'm I'm very pro woman, Timmy. And you're pro breast. <laughs> I'm very pro breast. <laughs> I'm very pro breast. I you know my 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 son. Mm-hmm. I, I like to have my kids go in every once in a while to a doctor for uh, a psychiatric doctor for a tune up every once in a while. Well, that's always. And the way to, to get one get Taylor to go to one mm-hmm. is you pick the absolute best looking one you can find. Oh, and then he's on and board. he'll go. He's yeah. all on board with going there. He doesn't <laughs> care. They can give him Halcyon or tra- whatever uh, kind of psych. Med. He don't care. As long as she's got breasts. As long as she's good looking. Yeah. Well, I can't blame him there. Yeah. Um, we're going to try something a little different this time, Colonel. We're going to we're going to alternate and reading the script. So I'm going to read page one. You're going to read page two. I'm just telling that so because you know a lot of our listeners. You know, they, they, they're kind of used to how we're doing this podcast. And if we do something different, it might, you know. It's kind of time to step out of your box, listeners. Yes. And plus, we don't have the devil stumbling her way through a script well, that she true. wasn't even prepared for. Yeah. And playing games on her phone. And, yeah. You know, thinking of Smoking her. Smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. Thinking of her economics professor. <laughs> I know. She's, she's still, they're friends yeah, on Facebook. I know. And she gets a lot of, you know, she gets a lot of um, empathy in our, from our listeners. And I don't know why. I don't know why either, Timmy. Just imagine if you could have slept your way through law school. Man, I would have got better grades for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, she only got a C. <laughs> yeah. She might have done better if she didn't sleep. I know, that's what I said. If she would just left a man alone, <laughs> she might have got. Uh, she probably wasn't going to get a B anyway. Uh, I mean, she's but you know, like, she won't listen to this podcast, so we can say anything. We yeah, can about her. But I mean, and in fairness, you know, a C. I mean, I really don't see a Nobel Prize in the devil's future anytime soon. You know, so are you questioning her intellectual ability? Well, I'm just saying she has a she has a vast vocabulary of vulgar words. Yes, she does. If if that was a uh, clear indication of intelligence, then she would be off the charts. She would be off the charts. Yes. But yeah, I don't see her. I don't. I but do you know, not think she's very popular. People like her, and they're coming to uh, DweebCon just to meet Brandy. Yeah, that. Those people scare me, Tim. They need you. They need your. Um, they, they need to come to. The they Colonel's need a moral compass. They need to come to the Colonel's revival. Oh, absolutely. So, Colonel, we're going to talk about this executioner guy, this psychotic executioner. Um, we always get these strange stories when it's just me and you, because I try to, you know, I don't. Brandy likes all the murder and mayhem. Well, she likes blood, guts, and yeah. gore. And, and she likes that in her own house. Right. So we try to, when it's you and I, we try to raise the bar. We try bit. to intellectualize a yeah. little bit. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to, is there anything else going on that we need to know about about your life? Um, my, my, my boy, Tanner, I'm. I'm losing one. One's moving to Los Angeles this week. Tanner is. Oh, is he? And, uh, okay. Yeah. But Taylor's coming home this weekend, so that's okay. that's going to be fun. Oh, that's good. And I'm trying to convince the youngest to move back into the house. And he lives here in Cincinnati. He lives here in Cincinnati, and I keep telling him, look at all the benefits. You can come and go as you want. You can come and... Yeah, you don't have to pay rent. Well, basically, Timmy, I don't have to deal with his mother so much. Oh, I see. Home. I see. She, I got Rudy as a buffer now, but he's starting <laughs> to wear down, and he's starting to like, I don't want to get involved in this no. shit. And sometimes you come in, you don't even know where Rudy is. He's hiding. No, he's like, he, no I he don't want to get involved. involved huh? Yeah, no, but Logan, 
Logan creates enough mayhem. That, I see. So see. it's for your own selfish purposes you want him to move back home. Exactly. I got gotcha. you. John C. Woods, Colonel, developed a career of killing bad people, and he did it badly. <laughs> well, if you're going to kill bad people, you should do it badly. Well, he did. He was thrust into the world spotlight at the end of World War II when he became known as the Hangman of Nuremberg. He uh, was responsible for hanging 10 Nazi war criminals. Several of them died uh, not by broken, broken necks, as would be expected, but by slow um, strangulation kernel. He wasn't the best at his job, I guess we could say. So we're going to talk about him. He was kind of a buffoon, and uh, <laughs> he was— uh, I, See, if I'm going to get hung, I don't want a buffoon to do it. Yeah, then. well, they said that, like, when he was hanging him, they, he didn't set it up properly, so as they pulled the, uh, <laughs> as they pulled the switch, the mm -hmm. trap door open, they hit their head on the platform— <laughs> Well, you know, you got to time this just right because there's there's an art to it. They yeah. say that you take in the weight and everything into yeah. account and the distance. And if you don't do it right, if you give too much distance and they gather too much speed, it just pops the head off like a cicada. Yeah. It, and I don't know if I, I've never seen it happen to a human, but you know, with a cicada, if you pull right. their heads off, their arms come off too. Right. Be cool to see if that happened to a human. <laughs> um, but. And if you don't, if you don't get all enough length, they just dance there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Which, if they're bad people dancing on the end of a rope, wouldn't be a bad thing to watch. Well, I think out of these ten Nazis that he hung, that he, he was responsible for hanging, I think like uh, six of them. Uh, it was botched with six of them. So. <laughs> Could you imagine? It was if like forty percent. If he had to hang Carl Panzram. Oh man. He was he was he was grumpy, wasn't he? Come on, you dumb kraut bastard! I could have <laughs> killed everybody. <laughs> oh my god! He's my favorite one still. All right, hanging. Uh, I know he's your favorite serial killer. Hanging was virtually a universal method of execution, Colonel, in America up to the 1890s, and was the sole form permitted by the original Constitution. But you didn't know that, did you? I did not, Timmy. A few states use. Uh, uh, firing uh, shoot uh, firing squads during the 19th century, notably California and Utah, and most of, uh, or I'm sorry, California and Oklahoma, and most of Utah executions from 1852 were uh, since 1852 were by firing squad. Hanging became progressively less common, uh, commonly used in the 20th century, as many states adopted the electric chair or the gas chamber. Uh, as alternatives because they were considered more humane. However, there were 2,718 hangings between 1900 and 1967. That's, That's a, a lot of hangings. It really is a lot. That They was well hung back then, they, Jimmy. They really were. And this is, of course, these are official hangings through the justice system. This has nothing to do with, you know, all the lynchings and things that occurred so just imagine if you added those in there uh now, lynchings i'm not down with to me uh, that's not, not nice yeah, no. well it really depends on who's being lynched well because i'll tell why? you who needs to be lynched who's that there's a bunch of people that need to be lynched okay Timmy. first but just mean not because of their ethnicity right oh no it's, it has much more to do with their behavior personality yeah and i'm going to tell you 
people who back into parking spots mm-hmm. in a parking lot, they should. You should just yank them out of the car, string them up. What people? People who can't parallel park. All oh, those people to mm-hmm. just tie up traffic forever uh-huh. and then just keep going back and forth and back and forth. And it's like, dude, you're getting no closer. You, why can you not understand? <laughs> why can you not understand? You're not getting any closer. So they should be. They should be lynched. They could probably be lynched. Um, you know, Timmy. What about members of Team Brandy? No, they could use a good thrashing. Timmy. Thrashing, just a thrashing. Good thrashing. Yeah, see. some you electric go shock. As far as lynching them. No, I could. It'd be like the Crusades, Timmy. We try to convert them. I see. It'd be I a see. converter die. Just thing. Uh, put bricks on them until they, uh, till they uh, 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 pledge allegiance to Team the Colonel. Team Colonel. I got. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you who else, Timmy. Mm-hmm. People who go, tell me. You they need know, to bring you, back stoning. You know, stoning would be a good thing. Yeah, stoning yeah. would be a good thing. It'd be fun to watch. Oh yeah, it would. Yeah, well, it's getting the right size stone is so hard, yeah. Jimmy. But uh, if you could get, okay, you go into Costco, right? And they got all these people with the samples. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and actually, I, we were talking about my other co-host Karen. She's been banned from Costco because mm-hmm. she goes she has. Back, I didn't know that. Yeah, like three times for samples when she likes to. <laughs> she actually eats lunch at Costco on the samples. I see. But when people go to the deli. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, do you want, you know, I want a half pound of ham. Right. Do you want the Virginia cured ham? Do you want, and they're like, well, let me try a slice of the Virginia. Oh, they, let me try a slice of the smoke. No, lynch the hell, it's ham. <laughs> Just throw a rope around them because you know what? You're, they're always, it's, they're always number 75 when you're number 76. Yeah. It's just like, buy your damn ham and get the hell out of here. Oh, American okay. cheese. I don't like places where you have to take a number. You know it's going to be a long fucking wait. If you, yeah. if you go to a place where you have to take a number. Well, you know what I like is there's a restaurant down here that you have to take a number to get a carryout sandwich. Uh-huh. And you know how many times I take the number one, Timmy? I'm the only <laughs> some bitch in the store. Why do I have to take a number? <laughs> I love it when I'm like number seven and there's no one else in there. Yeah, and exactly. They start you calling all the numbers, <laughs> looking yeah. around. Yeah. Standing there, and you got to you hold it up like you just won the damn lottery or <laughs> yeah, something. Like, like it's me, it's yeah, me. it's me. It's my turn, my turn. It is exciting. It, when they call you know, your name. and this uh, this actually happened to me. These people should be lynched. Okay. Now I'm at I'm at the store, and uh, it was a dollar store because I had to get it some some uh, wrapping paper. Yeah. So that's that's where you buy wrapping paper, whatever. So I'm in the dollar store. No, Timmy, I'm sorry. No, I, I broke my reading glasses. Okay. So I had to run. I ran to the dollar store so I wouldn't, you know, I got other Is this ones the reading gl- the dollar reading glasses that you break out of to make people think that you're angry? No, I actually okay. needed these. Okay. But the woman in front of me, Timmy, spent $47 okay. at the dollar store. Now, she should have been lynched. That's fine, all right? 47 items. $47. Now, there's a woman behind me mm-hmm. that's got another full cart. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm waiting for this woman. She's loading her stuff up. And then they realize, okay, the line's getting long. Mm-hmm. And the cashier goes, another cashier goes to open it up. Mm-hmm. And they say, I could help who's next in line. Now I'm next in line. Right. But the woman with, another woman with 39 <laughs> items in a goddamn cart starts to make a beeline to be the first <laughs> to be ahead of me. And oh, I have I to that. stop. No, I finally stopped and looked at her. I said, are you fucking kidding me? I got one fucking item. Could you just wait a second? <laughs> and she looked at me and said, 
I was going to let you go. I said, no, you weren't. You were racing like it was a goddamn Indy 500 to get over to that spot. I got one fucking item. Could you just let me go? Jesus Christ. That, those know, people should have been. She needed to be lynched. There should be somebody that just walks around with a rope all the time. In Asia, they don't have the same. Um, it's I guess it's a cultural thing, but they don't recognize you know, lines. So, <laughs> so you're like going up to a Seven Eleven or something and get ready to pay for something. Someone will push right in front of you. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's a, you know, they don't recognize it in their culture, I guess. But anyway, uh, since 1622 to present day, they've been more than 9,320 people who've been executed by judicial hangings. So that's a lot. Majority of the hangings have been for murder, Although uh, between 1800 and 1961, 487 men were hanged for rape in 23 different states, which is a good thing. Yeah, uh, well, they should always be hung. Yes, they? yeah. And the last one by was a guy named John Bennett. He was uh, arrested and convicted of rape in Kansas in uh, 1961. He was the last person to be officially executed for rape in the United States. Up to the end of the 19th century, uh, hangings were mostly local events and not always reported. So I guess they didn't, they didn't want to do paperwork. <laughs> yeah. right. Just hang him. Throw him um, in the dumpster. Hanging often led to slow and cruel death as a prisoner, prisoner strangled on the rope. And this led to the, as I said, to the invention of the electric chair, which was first used in New York State in 1891. And it became the most widely used method in the 20th century. Uh, at one point, it was used by 27 different states. And Nevada introduced the gas chamber in 1921, and it was ultimately used by 11 states. But then that kind of fell out of favor after the Holocaust, and they got rid of the gas chambers. I don't think there's any state that still uses the gas chamber. Or the, I, don't I, don't, think. I, I don't think so. Um, but hanging remains a lawful option. Um, to lethal injection in uh, the state of Washington where uh, prisoners may choose to, to be hanged and also in New Hampshire. So if you want to be hanged, Colonel, those are the two states you want to check out. If you out. want to be hung, yeah. go to New Hampshire. <laughs> I don't know about being hung. The first recorded hanging in America was, by a guy, uh, was for a guy named Daniel Frank in Virginia for cattle stealing. He stole some cattle. Oh, some bitch. He was hanged on March 1st, 1622. I knew you could get hung for stealing horses. Yeah, but. where you go? That was the. I didn't know they had did a lot of cattle rustling back in 1622, but I guess they did. Yeah, it's a, they only had like four cows. It ain't like you. <laughs> no, that's been mine. That's my cow. Yeah, they stood out. The first hanging for and murder. Those people all Puritans. Yeah, I they supposed think to be so. acting right. The first hanging for murder took place in Plymouth, Massachusetts, on September 30th, 1630. A guy named John Billington, who had come over on the Mayflower, he was executed for shooting another settler. Yeah, they didn't have too many people, so they had to really come down on murder. They didn't have that many uh, pilgrims over here at that point. The earliest recorded female hanging was that of a woman named Jane Champion in 1632 in Virginia, uh, and that was for, for adultery, Colonel. And I know you frowned on adultery. It depends on the situation, Timmy, I guess. The youngest person ever hanged in the United States was a woman or a girl named Hannah Osh, who was 12 years old and nine months. Boy, that's young. 
and was described as a Native American girl. Uh, well, of course, they weren't going to hang a little white girl, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she she was executed in Connecticut on December 20th. Oh, Merry fucking Christmas in 1786. <laughs> it's, and just to be clear to me, huh. it's not so much adultery, mm-hmm. it's adulting. Oh, that I'm opposed to. You, you're opposed to anything you have to <laughs> anything do. Anything that adult. has to do with adulting, I All don't right. like, Timmy. Well, to give us some more information on this hanging colonel. Well, Timmy, in the 40-year period between 1926 and 1965, 675 hangings, including those of five females. Uh, and well, you know they had it coming. They, I, and there should see that. <clears throat> that's what I mean. That should be more even now because you know women are trouble. Huh? Oh, God damn right they are. Burn my meatloaf, some bitch. You're gonna <laughs> dance from the end of a rope. But uh, yeah, five females. Now that the, see, women are all for equality. Uh-huh. All right, you uh-huh. want it to be, you want equality. That should have been three hundred and thirty-seven uh, and a half I'll female see. hangings, I Timmy. See. I guess you get a really short woman or something. But <laughs> yeah, they don't want equality when it comes to hanging. Well, I don't blame them. I wouldn't know. I, yeah, I, I don't blame them for that. But these were recorded in 30 states. And the last hanging prior to suspension, no, that's a good turn of word. You, you could do you a like good that? turn of phrase there. You like that? Suspension of the death penalty. You like that, huh? As opposed to hanging, which is death penalty by suspension, Timmy. Yes. Well, so, they, they stopped the death penalty. What was 1970, I think? 70, yeah. 71. Now, the last hangings took place at Kansas State Penitentiary in Lansing, and on June 22nd, when George Ronald York and Douglas Latham, both age 22, were executed for the murders of seven people in a violent, in a violent rampage while they were serving in the army, as opposed to one of those just, you know, nonviolent rampages right. where you kill seven people. Right. Um, now, Latham was hanged first at 1024 and certified dead 15 minutes later. York followed, and he took 19 minutes to die. <clears throat> Not a fun way to go. No. Now, 19 two, minutes, that's a long time. It is. Hanging by the end of a rope. It is. Isn't it? Two months earlier, you remember the Clutter family, Timmy, from oh, yeah. the, sure. In Cold Blood. Mm-hmm. Perry Smith and uh, Richard Eugene Hickok were hanged in the same prison. I think that was um, from the book, In Cold Blood. From the book, mm-hmm. made into a film. Yeah. Um, made into actually a very uh, tremendous album by Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska. I recommend oh, all yeah. our listeners listen to yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot he, he did that. Who did the? Uh, who wrote that book? Um, Truman Capote. Truman Capote. Yeah, that's right. Now the uh, last hanging in Utah, Timmy, was somewhat unusual in that the condemned man, Barton K. Kirkham, and if I had that name, I'd probably hang myself. <laughs> had chosen hanging over the firing squad because he would get more publicity and it would put the state to more inconvenience. I don't so know he, how, he's just been an asshole, then, basically. Yeah. Oh, so you you know he's going to dance for a while. <laughs> Took him 78 minutes to die. No, I don't know. Oh, man. But he was 21 years old. He was put to death on oh, June that's, 27th. That's, young. that's pretty young. Uh, not young. Old enough to kill somebody, old enough to dance, Timmy. I guess. What was that guy who, uh, remember he died by firing squad in Utah? Gary. Gary, yes. Gary Gilmore. Gilmore. Gilmore, yeah. Gary Gilmore, yeah. Yeah. Now, he was sentenced for a double killing. Now, the gallows had a ramp up to the platform rather than steps, and Kirkham, who reportedly <laughs> weighed 200 pounds, was given a drop of uh, six feet. Ah, that's a pretty big drop, Colonel. Yeah, that's a little more that could have ripped his head right off. Now, protocols for hanging have varied widely depending on state and country in which the hanging took place. And in most states during the 19th century and early part of the 20th, 
The sheriff, in which the defendant was sentenced, officiated as a hangman, but was seldom good that it is a typically carried out so few executions. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice, I guess, too. Yeah, this down. led to a lot of bunglings where the length of drop was not <laughs> calculated correctly. But, Timmy. Yeah, math is hard. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Damn, there goes another head. Well, or when this son of a bitch just hits the ground so hard he breaks his legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oops. Yeah, oops, made the rope a little too long there. Just, yeah, just winching back up and yeah, letting down. I guess what they do in that situation, he falls away to the ground, they have to go through it again. You know, I think you could just pull the rope up through the pulley, and here's how I'd hang people, okay. Timmy. Okay. Colonel the, Justice. The Colonel says Justice is a little bit different. That you hang people just to their tippy toes. Ah, so if they stand on the tippy toes, so they're, they're reach, try to reach, and <clears throat> yeah, they stand on the tippy toes. Eventually, they're gonna get calf fatigue, Timmy. They might get a leg cramp too, and a horrible oh, leg cramp. Get Charlie horse right before yeah. the string. Oh, that would oh, be, yeah. that's cruel and unusual. There, got, man. They, they got it coming. <laughs> if they're getting hung, they got it coming. So that's what you do. You just string them up just enough so they're on the tippy toes. And then as they start to get tired, they start to like, uh, and then they get choked, and then they're like, oh, no, God damn, I ain't got to be on my calves again. I've been my feet all day. And we should, just we should give a disclaimer that although all the people we're talking about here have been hanged, we don't know for sure they were hung. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Just because you hang don't, don't mean you're hung. Right. And you can be hung without being hanged. <laughs> you can. That, that that would be my preference. <laughs> Yeah, if I got to, I'm gonna Monty, I'm gonna pick door number two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well anyway, Timmy, along came the professional hangman. Yay. Yeah. And most because of, you know, the sheriff's not getting it right. And perhaps right. the most notable hangman was George Maladin, who officiated at Fort Smith, Arkansas, and hanged eighty six men, often in batches of six at a time. <laughs> Just like he was cookies. Doing, he was doing in bulk. He was like, uh, <laughs> well, that's how he, he was like Costco. Man. Yeah, you save money the more you do it. <laughs> Sam's Club or I something. Mean, well, because you, why buy a short length of rope when you're gonna just no, just give me a bunch of rope yeah, so that's I can. True. But then you used to have you ever heard like, I've heard that, and this is not true. But I, I there used to be this false story going around saying if they tried to execute you and they couldn't execute you one time. That you know yeah. they wouldn't be allowed to execute you, you right? Yeah. yeah, there's no, there's no. They get mulligans. Yeah, they do they get, get mulligans, Timmy. They do. Oh well, what else you got, Colonel? Um. Well, then we get into the professional, and we got that George Madeline, right? Right. And he was hanging people in batches of six at a time. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, he was efficient. He was. Except it took him an hour and a half to Hang, die. Hanging you know, bulk. Here's the way you should do it, Timmy. Uh huh. That real heavy fishing line, mm -hmm. and then since they're all oh, men, yeah. wrap it around the testiculars real good in oh. the genitalia, mm -hmm. and then toss them off the edge with the hands tied behind that the head. The, wasn't that the, um, in Germany during World War II, Night of the Long Knives, yes. where, where uh, Hitler killed his political... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Enemies. Yeah. They saw the hunt. Oh, no, no. This was after the attempted assassination. Oh, after, yeah, they, yeah. They, they hung him with piano wire. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not the way to go. No. Because that'll cut your head right yeah, off. Yeah, that would be cool. But anyway, um, in other places, the hangman could be the warden of the prison or a volunteer from the prison guards. And you know that's sick, some bitch. Oh, I'd do it. I'd oh, do yeah. it. I'd that's do when it. the volunteers when you yeah. don't want doing it. Because yeah. you know the guy who volunteers when he does it, he's going to have a boner when he's pulling the rope. You, you think know? Amber Croup would volunteer for that duty? You know, <laughs> fucking Amber. Am I the only one? And listeners, you know I ain't lying when I say this. When your phone goes off and it's an Amber Alert, is the first thing that goes through your mind is Amber Crew. Who pissed off Amber now? Or Amber's within a hundred mile radius of me. <laughs> take cover. Yes. Um, but anyway, other states as such as Utah, they had three unnamed prison guards who would, on a signal from the warden, simultaneously cut three strings, one of which released the trap. So it's kind of like putting a dummy bullet in a gun. Nobody right. knew who hung them. So they wouldn't know who was the actual responsible yeah. for that. And the... it was a closely guarded secret there, Timmy, so nobody would know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, now one American hangman went on to become president, Timmy. Who was that, Colonel? <clears throat> Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. How'd you like to hang his fat ass? <laughs> but he was a sheriff of Erie in 1870s and hanged... Uh, 28-year-old Peter Morrissey hmm. for murder. A few months later on February, he officiated at the another hanging, another murderer, Jack Gaffney, and Cleveland was elected president of the United States in 1884. Uh, it's a career path, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps the most notorious American hangman was Master Sergeant John C. Woods. He's the topic of our podcast today. He uh, was also uh, America's most prolific hangman, being employed as the U.S. military executioner, and he was responsible for the hanging of 10 of the leading Nazi war criminals at Nuremberg, Germany, in 1946. He, uh, James C. Woods, was reputed to have carried out a staggering, and this is according to him, he claims he has executed 347 people. But so they think hanging. maybe he was, like, exaggerating. I, yeah. But, you know, he was responsible for hanging uh, soldiers that committed capital offenses while mm. 
um, you know, being part of the occupying for, for force. So he was not only not only hanged Nazis, he also hanged uh, and war criminals. He also hanged uh, American soldiers who cr- committed capital offenses. Anyway, he was born in 1911, Colonel. He was abandoned by his parents. Which, of course, yeah. <laughs> and once, as we go on and tell this story, you will not blame his parents. He was raised by his grandparents in a small town in Kansas, right outside of Wichita. Little Johnny hated school and fought with his grandparents every day about going to class. His classmates would make fun of him and call him Weird Johnny. He often wet himself during class. Oh, pissy Johnny. Pissy (laughs) Johnny. Pissy pants. Pissy pants Johnny. Because you never forget that kid who pissed on himself in school. No matter. That son of a bitch could grow up. Uh Uh-huh. And be an astronaut, uh-huh. but you're always going to remember him as a kid who oh, pissed yeah, himself even in worse, the second man. grade. It's like, oh, Johnny, yeah, he was—he's an astronaut. Yeah, I went to school with him. He just pissed himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he was just seven years old, Colonel, he poured gasoline along the exterior of his small one-room schoolhouse and lit it on fire with a match. Seven years old. Class was in session at the time. <laughs> what the fuck? Although everyone got out safely, several children were treated for smoke inhalation. So here he's at seven. He's trying to burn down the school. Not to be deterred, when he was nine years old. Oh, he was deterred, all right, Timmy. He was a big turd. He was deterred. (laughs) When he was nine, he set fire again to the schoolhouse during the summer break. (laughs) Damn. What do you got to do to get expelled from that school? Since no one was at the school at the time, to report the fire, it burned to the ground. So they lost their whole school because of John. Johnny was a little asshole, Colonel. Yeah, he was deterred. After his second, after the second incident, Johnny was transferred to a nearby military school <laughs> because it was believed he needed discipline. Wow, that was a stretch. A little bit, yeah. Um, he hated his new school. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> he tried to burn it down. And by the no, by the age of eleven, he tried to blow it up by stealing <laughs> some dynamite <laughs> from a local railroad company. Uh, he was caught as he was uh, planting the dynamite outside the school building. <laughs> Uh, had he been successful, they, th- they said he would have killed over 100 children. But, Jesus uh, Christ. But they caught him before he he was able to detonate the dynamite. We'd be doing a whole different podcast. Yeah, we would. He was evaluated by a psychologist and sent to reform school, Colonel, after that last incident. At reforms, uh, reform school, here's a surprise, he got into more trouble. Oh, he didn't get reformed. <laughs> he was finally released. He got reformed, but it, it was a, a worse form than he walked in. He was finally released after one year. During his time at reform school, he tried to burn down the facility <laughs> the facility at least three times. Uh, it was believed he was re- released for the safety of the staff. So they just said, hell with you. You're released. Yeah. Go, go, go do something else. Anywhere but here. Um, his grandparents agreed to let him drop out of high school at the age of 14. A smart move. Uh, they felt that that would help prevent him from getting into further trouble, Colonel. And here's a shock. It didn't work uh, because he would continue to get in trouble. Johnny was arrested 26 times for petty crimes between 1924 and 1926. The most serious charge was attempted murder as he tried to choke to death a 15-year-old soda jerk because the, the soda jerk told Johnny the store was out of peppermint. That charge was eventually dropped when the victim was. Well, too- yeah, it was dropped. You, you're, you're running a soda thing and you're out of peppermint. You damn near, you need to get strangled. Yeah, that's uh, being a soda jerk is, must have been a dangerous job back I, in the you day. You know, I go down to one of my stores here down mm-hmm. at the market, Timmy. Mm-hmm. 
they will add a chicken salad to make a sandwich. Oh, that's not good. No, to me, they're, they're known to have the thing ever, hanging in the thing, Cincinnati's best chicken salad. They went in <laughs> Cincinnati every year. They win no award. How the hell do you run out of chicken salad? Dude, I went to KFC one time. They was out chicken. And I was like, <laughs> what? So what are you, Kentucky Fried Mashed Potatoes now? <laughs> yeah, like, isn't that, you know. All right. So I'm sorry to hear that. But anyway, um, he tried to kill this soda jerk. Uh, you know, poor soda jerk. He's 15 years old, just trying to earn some money, probably beer money or something. But anyway, the the soda soda jerk was uh, too scared to testify against Johnny, so the charges were dropped. So after struggling to find work, and I remember he's dropped out of high school, Johnny joined the Navy in 1927, only to find out following orders apparently wasn't for him, Colonel. He, request, <laughs> he requested to be released from the Navy after three days of basic training. When his commanding officer refused to grant his request, Johnny attempted to burn down his barracks. He's <laughs> <laughs> well, more trouble than he's worth. He really is. This is actually the guy you need on, like, special forces. Like. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know what you need to do is you need to get Johnny and ISIS. <laughs> is what you need to do, and he'd be like, "I don't want to get up early." Yeah, and go you want get him the on the, you want him on the other side. Yeah, you want him to like, okay, it's time to go out and get the infidels at seven a.m. And Johnny's like, "I don't want to get up at seven a.m." And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, Johnny's burning down ISIS's headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Problem he's a, solved. He's a psychopath. So he was at least two occasions when he tried to burn down his uh, commanding officer's <laughs> barracks. Each time the fire was put out before any serious damage was done. Hoping to get out of the Navy Navy on a psychological discharge. Oh, here's a good here's a good approach. Mm, he was John, trying that clinger approach. Yeah, though. Johnny declared himself a homosexual and tried to <laughs> French kiss his commanding officer. I guess it's the same one he tried to murder. You know that doesn't work to me. Yeah, he didn't want to kiss and make up. I tried to get out of jury duty like that. <laughs> that one time. It never it happened. Work, no. uh, Johnny was thrown in the brig for thirty seven days. Uh, and then he was eventually released after he got out, and he was released from the Navy. After going a no, he got he got released from the brig, and then he went AOL, uh, absence without leave. He was caught, and uh, he was then ordered to undergo a, psycholo- a psychological evaluation by Navy doctors, and they cl- declared that Johnny was what they called constitutionally psychotic. <laughs> and it was dis- much like. Uh, missing co-host, Timmy. Exactly. Uh, so he was released. What did the um, what did the um, uh, evaluation say about our friend Johnny? Well, it said the patient in this world, in a word, is odd, Timmy. <laughs> well, Though not intellectually inferior, he gives history of a repeatedly running count. He get. He, I'm sorry. Let me start that over, okay. Timmy. The patient, in a word, is odd. Though not intellectually inferior, like our co-host who's not here. Uh, young Brandy. Gives a history of repeatedly running counter to authority both before and since enlistment. Stigmata of generation are present and the patient frequently bites his fingernails and wets the bed. Now, I can't say that for sure about our co-host, but <laughs> he has a benign tumor of the soft palate for which he refuses operation. His commanding officer and division officers state that he shows inaptitude and does not respond to instruction. Now, who's that remind you of, Timmy? No, I'm not saying a word. Uh, co-host. Inaptitude does not respond to instruction. He is obviously poor 
co-host material or service material. I'm sorry, I was thinking about the devil. Um. She's poor co-host <laughs> material to me. For years, he bounced from one job to another with little success and found himself in a scandalous marriage. Scandalous. In which his wife's boyfriend moved into the home. <laughs> that is pretty They're scandalous. They're lucky Johnny didn't burn the whole goddamn house down. <laughs> Johnny continued his life of crime and was arrested numerous times during the 30s. In the 40s, he was arresting for floating more than $20,000 in bad checks. Well, I like that back in the 30s is my favorite time. It's like, eh, you're writing bad checks, eh, eh. You dirty rat, you wrote me a bad check. Yeah, Yeah, you could have got hung for that. It's not too many people get write bad checks anymore, are they? It's not a thing. He's not write checks anymore. Do you write checks? I write checks, I guess. For I, I won't write checks. I uh, do know somebody who I, often I'm in line with mm-hmm. who will write a check occasionally for something mm-hmm. because they think there's some kind of special award for the person writing a check <laughs> that day. Who would that be? Um, Mrs. Colonel. Oh, I see. It's, it's like one of those people in, in – Oh, uh, I don't even want to get into it. The other people that should be hung, Timmy, mm-hmm. you know who should be hung? Who's that? The person in line when they say, oh, that's 7884, mm-hmm. and they pull out the damn debit card, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And then they say, but I have the 84 cents. <laughs> Motherfucker, there ain't some kind of award that you get for having perfect ch- exact change. You know, just use your goddamn debit card for the whole thing. There's not, nobody's got to open up a register. Nobody got to do anything. <laughs> What well, the you, fuck you, are people thinking when they do you've that? You've had some bad experiences with your fellow Haven't man. you seen people yeah, do that? Yes, yeah. Oh, no, I just want to even... $84 is not an even amount, motherfucker. <laughs> if you want to make it... How about you give them 484 But no. And then they give them... Instead, of, I got the 84 cents. They uh, give them 85 cents. They got to get a penny back. It's just <laughs> a nightmare. Just run the shit through your check so card. So they should be on the uh, hang, uh, list to be hanged. The piano wire list uh, there, Timmy. All right. So he floats more than now he floats more than twenty thousand in bad checks. The judge was not aware of Johnny's navy career. Gave Johnny the option of joining the military, which you know was not. All right, really so he was kicked out. He was he kicked just, out of the military. Yeah, he got kicked out of the navy, mm-hmm. and now he's back in trouble again. And the judge says you can join the navy if you like, but they don't know about Johnny's old career there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Prairie Records keeping wasn't very good back in the day. No, so Johnny agreed to go back into the military, Timmy, and volunteer in the Army as a combat engineer. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, his dishonorable discharge from the Navy apparently went undetected. That's what I'm telling you. They didn't have good record keeping. No, they did now. not. They did not. Johnny seemed to like the Army better. He was determined to make a go of it, and since the U.S. was not involved in World War II, the Army had... Uh, Lowered its standards for recruits. Yeah, that was like right before our involvement. I mean, 1940 or something. Yeah. We went back in. But in 43, he was assigned to Company B. He was the boogie-woogie burning boy of Company B, <laughs> Timmy. Uh, or Company B uh, of the 37th Engineer Combat Battalion and the 5th Engineer Special Brigade. He may have participated in the D-Day landings at Omaha Beach. Not long after, the Army put out a word for an executioner, asking anyone if he had experience. Johnny quickly threw up his hand, saying, oh, hell yeah, I did that before. Not liking his combat role, Johnny quickly volunteered, telling his commanding officer he had his experience as a hangman back home. He was lying. (laughs) He had an experience as an arsonist. He had an experience as a check kiter. He had his experience pissing himself. 
He has experience doing all kinds of deviant shit. I figured he'd just pick up on the hanging real quick. So <laughs> Apparently they didn't check the records. No. Master John C. Woods became one of the few executioner in the army, Timmy. Now, they had 96 soldiers tried with death penalty cases that was scheduled for execution in 44 for crimes such as desertion, murder, and rape while U.S. forces were in Africa and Europe. The most famous... Remember Private Eddie Slovak, whose yeah, story made it into television? Made it in our podcast as well. It did. Martin Sheen. Um, now, some of the soldiers were executed by firing squads, such as Eddie Slovak. Mm-hmm. Others were hanged. Mm-hmm. Now, during his tour of duty as a hangman, Johnny reportedly hanged over 1,000 men, most for rape and murder during the Allies' occupi- occupation of Europe. Yeah, I think he was exaggerating that. But he did. He, I think he said over 100 he did. Now, the Army reports that he participated in at least 11 bungled hangings. Um, That did not (laughs) stop the Army from giving him the most high-profile cases in U.S. Army history, Timmy. Well, I mean, I I imagine they don't have a lot of executioners, do they? I, You know, I don't know. Can you just go sign up to the Army and say I I won't be a hangman? I I don't know. I'd give that a go. I'd give it a shot. I mean, if you're going to put me up on the front line with people Hell shooting yeah, my ass or be at the back line hanging rapists and murderers. Yeah. yeah. Sign me up. Well, during his tour of duty as a hangman, Johnny reportedly hanged over 100 men. So, But anyway, now he gets put on the most famous of cases, the Nuremberg Trials, Timmy. Yeah, the, the trial of the uh, top Nazi leaders after the war. They were put on trial for war crimes. He was in charge of not executing 10 top Nazis. And according to witnesses, Johnny fucked it up bad. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, they had the the highest ranking Nazi to be executed was going to be uh, Hermann Goering, right? Yep. Uh, And he requested, uh, who by the way? Anybody but Johnny. (laughs) He, by the way, was a, you know, he was a morphine addict. And when they when they arrested him, he had like thirty thousand pills. Well, and you know, he was an interesting guy because he really didn't much give a fuck about anything but getting rich. And he getting just stoned, wanted to get rich and, and getting, getting stoned. stoned. Yeah. Well, you know, he was a World War One hero. He was a fighter. He was yeah. a ace for in yeah. World War One. And he he just wasn't the same guy by the time World War Two. He didn't. And and you know, people program. have different views on this, but um, he didn't even particularly have a have a thing. Against the Jews, yeah. he was just looking at this as like, oh yeah, he was this is a big money liked, maker for uh, me. Yeah, he was getting a lot of uh, ill-gotten booty. <laughs> oh yes, he was. He was, he was getting a lot of booty, Timmy. <laughs> but he was a morphine addict, and I read where they um, they weaned him off of morphine in at Nuremberg after mm-hmm. during the trial. Yeah, and um, by the in the seven months of the trial, by the time the trial ended, he was completely off morphine. Yeah. He was taking, like, I want to say, like 700 milligrams a day. Yeah. And they got him completely off, and he lost, because, you know, he was a big guy. He was mm-hmm. a fat guy. And they got him down to, he had lost 70 pounds. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he wanted to be shot. He thought that was the proper right. proper way to execute mm-hmm. a soldier. And they sentenced him to be hanged. And when they he requested that he be shot instead, when they denied that, he then took... Uh, uh, a um, cyanide cyanide tablet. which is interesting because he spent all that time in prison and got the cyanide pill. Yeah, you know why didn't he do it earlier? But well, they, apparently he was going to be go along with the execution if he yeah if he be got shot. shot. Yeah, but he when thought they, that was honorable. But he didn't want nowhere near 
uh, Johnny uh, <laughs> in his, and it, he questioned Johnny. No, uh, he, did, he, he didn't know. Nine! <laughs> nine! Nine! Well, he didn't know that, but yeah. he probably, that probably would have clinched his decision. He's probably glad he made that decision uh, to bite the uh, bite, Sino, bite, Yeah, the that was Sino better kill. than dealing with Johnny. Yeah, but anyway, uh, the executions were carried out in a lightly lit, brightly lit pr- prison gymnasium where um, three looming black uh, wooden gallows had been erected. I said right, <laughs> erected, yeah. See, if you would have said erected with the devil oh, over yeah. she'd immediately try to ears cut were, it off. Her yeah. ears were perked up. Uh, and was witnessed by a handful of military officials and eight journalists. A number of the hanged Nazis um, did not die quickly um, of a broken neck, which is what was intended, but they died a slow, agonizing death from slow strangulation. Oh, shit. Yeah. According to reports, uh, Foreign Minister von Rippentrop, who was like one of the top uh, Nazi officials to be executed, his execution took more than 18 minutes. That's a long time. Uh, after uh, he was hanged, he he twisted slowly and choked to death in front of the witnesses. That, that's not a good way to go. <laughs> that's Johnny's Spock, you know, Johnny wasn't really on his. When it appeared he was not going to die quickly, Johnny stopped the proceedings. He drew a black curtain around the scaffolding and could be heard choking von Ribbentrop. <laughs> by his hands <laughs> so he pulls his curtain so no one can seize him it's, it's they very, get into a fist fight back there he's, he's choking this guy well it worked um uh he died eventually the same was true with the execution of uh julius Stryker, who was who was the uh editor of the nazis uh you know newsletter it's the newspaper but you know, that's something to put on your resume, editor of the Nazi news- newsletter. But anyway, <laughs> he was a propagandist, and um, he was um, he was hanged. And once again, he wasn't dying, so Johnny had to draw the black, uh, black curtain around the scaffolding. Well, all these witnesses are standing there, and uh, <laughs> he, he started him. strangling. Started stabbing him. Started no, he started strangling him. But apparently, Stryker wouldn't give up very easily, and um, he could be heard. <laughs> Behind this curtain, I mean, this had to be hilarious watching these people, idiots behind the curtain. He could be heard under the curtain calling Johnny a son of a whore <laughs> before eventually going silent. You son of a whore! Get that from me! Oh. Johnny needed to bring a goddamn knife with him. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny uh, he wasn't the best uh, hangman. Of the top 10 Nazis hanged by Johnny, only two went relatively smoothly. Um, Post exit. Yeah, here it is. Post-execution photos indicate the trapdoor mechanism was flawed, and several of the condemned men hit the door with their face as they plummeted <laughs> down. Oh, that's had to be humiliating and uh, oh, that and painful. Newspapers, newspapers all over the world covered the executions, making Johnny famous overnight. I don't think they picked up on you know the botched executions, but Johnny became kind of a uh, uh, you know, came, became popular overnight. He seemed to love the publicity and would often embellish his experience. That's why I said earlier when he was given, you know, he said he he uh, hanged over a thousand men. He also gave the number three hundred and forty-seven during his total uh, tour of duty in Europe. 
But the Army's records found the number was really somewhere between 67 and 100, which is still a lot. Yeah. And you have to wonder how many of those he fucked up. But, well, I'm sure um, a lot of them. For years, he would get requests for photos and autographs from all over the world. He was still in the Army, and he was selling 8 by 10 photos of himself until oh. uh, the Army put an end to it. They found out about <laughs> it. I said, nah, you're not doing that anymore. Did he uh, have the little black hood over? I don't know. If he, I don't know. Or did he use Sharpies? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he sold his uh, autograph photos. He remained in the <laughs> Army. I'd like to get him before he drops the pulls the trap door, him and the guy getting hung, getting a selfie together. Like. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Uh, this is the best part, though, Colonel. Johnny remained in the Army after the war and continued his duty as an executioner. So it was decided because of these botched uh, hangings in Nuremberg, um, the United States Army decided that they would switch to a, a more humane method of execution, and that's when the United States Army switched to the electric chair. This meant Johnny had to be retrained, and he was forced to give up his uh, hangman's noose in early 1950 to and be trained on this new method. Well, this, char, uh, this change turned out to be tragic, <laughs> Colonel. On Jul July 21st, 1950, while receiving training on the proper use of the electric chair, <laughs> Master Sergeant John C. Woods was accidentally electrocuted. <laughs> he died almost immediately in Kansas. At least he died immediately. <laughs> John C. Woods was survived by his wife, Ruth, I don't know about her boyfriend. I don't know if he's done the picture <laughs> yeah. or not. But he was uh, 49 years old at the time of his death. He's buried in a modest cemetery in Toronto, Kansas, a small town just 60 miles east of Wichita. John C. Woods, during his uh, service in the military, received no individual military awards. I thought everyone got some kind of an award, like a participation award or something. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you get something for, like, being in the— uh, European theater? Didn't you get like some kind of? Award? I thought you got the Hangman's Award. Uh, he got. He didn't get. He got nada. Um, he did not get any awards during his uh, service, and uh, his wife died in 2000. Also living in Toronto. I don't know about his wife's boyfriend. I don't know yeah. what happened there. <laughs> I assume he's still alive. He's and still well. alive. Setting shit on fire. All right, Colonel. Your final thoughts on the psychotic executional executioner. Hangman John C. Woods. Well, you know, he went home and slept all night to me. <laughs> he did. You know? he, actually, he actually bragged about his role, and it oh, didn't yeah. bother him that he botched the executions because he said they were Nazis and they deserved to suffer, and that's probably true. But, yeah. you know, you want to, you execute somebody, you kind of should do it the right you way. You should do it humanely. Yeah. So um, It depends on what they did. Yeah. Let's, uh, They're one a of those exact change motherfuckers. They, <laughs> they can dangle for a while. Uh, we would like to thank all of you who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee little bit to me. Every little bit helps, and we really do appreciate you guys. And we love all of you who participate on our Facebook page. If you're not a member of our Facebook group, please go to History Dweebs, the podcast, and join our group. A lot of wonderful people there. And uh, everyone is excited. They're getting ready. We're getting ready for DweebCon in uh, October, first weekend of October here in Cincinnati. It's going to be a blast, and we hope that you will join us. Just go to History Dweebs, the podcast on Facebook for more details. Now the Colonel is going to give a shout-out to all of our wonderful supporters on Patreon. 
Yes, I am. Let's start with Jim Seabright, Timmy. Jim. Then we got Andrew Scammell. Tommy Lane is in my ears and in my... Okay, Jason Dykes. Terry Straff of Malachi. Brandy McBride. By the way, people loved our rendition of uh, Midnight Train. They really loved it. They that. did. It's still we might, we might be do, We might sing that at the... Uh, uh, do we, we may just put on some some uh, rayon. Uh-huh. We'll let Brandy be Gladys Knight and we'll be the piss. Some mustard orange suits. Yeah. 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 Woo-woo. Jennifer Savoda, Brandy McBride, Purr, Westerman, Maggie Glover, Gracie's mom, Erica Kinney, Hiro, yes, The Comeback Hiro. Podcast, LK Bar, and Newt, Reen, Marissa Albanese, Bridget Clavey, Phyllis Munson, the beautiful Jennifer Riker Smith. Very beautiful. Um, and, well, if I say beautiful, I got to give equal treatment here. The exceptionally handsome Stephen Potts. Yes. Stephen Potts with those two little girls just tormenting the hell out of them, man. <laughs> Anna Garrett, uh, Ben Dobrovich, Ursula, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, uh, Bethann Waller, Michelle Johns, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Jess Leanne, lovely Leanne Flanagan, Julia Rodriguez, Mike Sadler, Jamie Ditt, Tyrone, Marsha Boris, Stacey Alsop, Jody and Sean Wells, of course, Amber Anderson, They Walk Among Us, Lorna Violet, Michael Dale, Kelly Charette, Karen Russell Widener, the crazy-ass Callie Jones, Lauren Matter, Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown from Pleasing Terror, Sarah Bloom, Amber Krupp, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Kimberly Cameron, Elise Edrigen, History Goes Bump, Timmy, the yes, podcast. Yes, friend with Diane Student. Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Lahara Lopez, Alicia and Chip Mincy, Mark Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ, Karen Bonds, Rachel Flynn, Canadian Trudeau-loving Shirley Strap. Shirley, and, and Shirley, I'll have you know, I, I used to have a, a squirrel that used to come up on my deck, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And I would give him peanuts. Okay. And he would never take them out of my hand, but he'd get about a foot away from me. If I put him about a foot away from me, mm-hmm. he'd walk over to the deck, grab the peanut, well, walk he's not stupid. about three feet away. Yeah, he just, me and the squirrels get along. Mm-hmm. Todd Long, Melissa Montoya, Maja, Shelly Garrett, Timmy. Yes, the <clears throat> lovely Sherry Garrett of Ransom Reason Podcast. Yes, Ooh, check it out. About to get to Christopher Malinsky, Adam McWaters, of course, Ransom Reason Podcast. Paula Kimes' Vanish Podcast, and the Canadian True Crime Podcast. We got Charlie from the Insight Podcast. Tim. And she's also on Death's Door. And Death's Door. She's doing yeah. that with my my little... Your lovely niece, my, Dominique. Um, okay, yeah, let's go with that. Angela Santos, Lydia Wasson-Fisher, Kimberly Stroop, Nicole Adams, Ron Monastero, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Cheryl LeBlanc, Weldon, Lady Beverly, of the course. lovely Lady Beverly. Chris Lane, mm-hmm. Veronica Moreno, of course, Rudy, the world's most dangerous canine. Rudy the Wonder Dog. And the woman, and Dottie, I hope you like this because a lot of people got it. A lot of people had it coming. A lot of people got what was coming to them. And they died in a, a very painful death. And they died in a death. gruesome fashion. Yes. But the lady that we do this show for, that every show is dedicated to, Dottie Scott. My mom. That's all right, right, Colonel. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us, and um, we'll see you next week on History Week. And this uh-huh. week, Timmy, uh-huh. the listeners' IQs didn't drop three points because of the influence of the other one. Uh, because of Brandy wasn't here. That's right. We're hoping to have Brandy back next week for your listening pleasure. 
Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Tweets. Bye, everyone. Good day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.